Airbnb. Yetis, how much can you charge for your place? Important question, but hard to answer. Airbnb helps host with that. They show you how much similar places in your area are going for so you can compare and contrast. Jack, this two-bedroom walk-up, it's going for 300 bucks a night on weekends, but... My two-bedroom walk-up is nicer, it's got a pretty view, and maybe I'll put it up for 400 bucks a night. Nailing the price is key to being a satisfied host on Airbnb, and Airbnb helps you do it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Rocket money. All right, Yetis, picture one place you can link all your money accounts to have one single picture of all your finances. That's Rocket Money. Yeah, it is. But we love this app because it actually does a lot of different things for us. Rocket Money, it's like our money manager. It shares money alerts like that refund that we've been waiting for. And Rocket Money also helps us save money by helping us cancel subscriptions that we don't need anymore. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users, and it saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash tboy. That's rocketmoney.com slash tboy. Rocketmoney.com slash tboy. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Thursday, the new Friday, January 18th. And today's pod is the best one yet. Jack is just feeling like a T-boy, man. Nick and I are serving up the top three pop business news stories you need to know today. By the way, Jack, you didn't say that I was glowing today. I was kind of hoping you'd think I was glowing. I just finished complimenting her hair. Why are you glowing? Because I got a facial last night, man. I've only gotten two facials in my life. They hurt. <laughs> they really hurt. I can't believe all the stuff stuck in my pores. I mean, she went to town on my left chin. I'm still working on this thing, man. You do look great. Skin health is important. Uh, you are already looking dewier than a cantaloupe, Jack. So first story for today's show, what do we got, man? For our first story, a brand new birth control for men just raised big VC money. It's called Plan A. Plan A's greatest innovation isn't just the pill for dudes. It may be the name. For our second story, JP Morgan Chase just revealed that they get cyber attacked 45 billion times a day. Okay, when Jack and I heard 45 billion every day, we had to jump in T-Boy style. We had to. For our third and final story, it's WhatsApp. WhatsApp is the fastest growing messaging app in America. Because WhatsApp is uniting an America divided by iMessage and Android. But besties, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. <laughs> I mean, what a mix of stories, Jack. Love the mix today. Great mix. But Nick, would you give out your personal phone number? To the entire company? Because the CEO of Adidas just did that. Get this, Yetis. Adidas' CEO literally handed out his digits like he's dating. This story is about Bjorn Guden, the CEO of Adidas, who shared his personal cell phone with all 60,000 employees of Adidas. How you like them 
apples. Jack, can you whip out your phone? How many contacts you got in there, man? I just checked. I have 1,000 contacts in my iPhone. Bjorn Gudin just added 60,000 contacts to his cell phone. That's right. All 60,000 employees of Adidas now have the CEO's personal phone number. 60,000 contacts. Jack, can you sprinkle on some contacts for us, please, over there? Yeah, last year, Adidas had a rough year. The company lost $800 million. It was the Kanye drama, it hurt Adidas sales, and now the CEO wants to show employees that he's listening. He did it to boost morale according to Fortune magazine. But Jack, I got to ask the question for you over here. Um, Did those 60,000 employees contact their CEO now that they got his number? Yeah, Nick, they did. According to the CEO of Adidas, he gets 200 calls every week from random workers at the company. Holy Stan Smith, <laughs> 200 calls a week, Jack. Are you kidding yeah. me? They're probably like, hey, Bjorn, can I get a soda machine on the third floor near the factory? Bjorn, I got an idea for our logo. What if we had a fourth stripe? Hear me out. Hey, Bjorn. Just saying hi. Hey, Bjorn, you look fantastic today. So, Jack, what's the <laughs> takeaway for our buddies considering sharing their numbers with the entire company? Just do it. You see what we did there? Hold on one sec, Jack. I got to make a quick phone call before we kick off the show. Is that Bjorn? Bjorn, it's Nick and Jack. <laughs> Tell him I love his shoes. Jack loves your shoes. Can we hit our three stories? <laughs> he says we can hit our three stories, Jack. Ah, yeah. That's a niche niche. Mock Schnell. Let's do it, Jack. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, because we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, Next Life Sciences just raised money for a brand new male birth control. It's the dude pill. It's the dude pill. But the most important part of this product may actually be its name. I'm sorry, Jack. Um, you know who I hope is listening right now? Guy Raz from How I Built This, because he's going to <laughs> love this founder story. Okay, L.R. Fox is the founder of Next Life, which is the subject of this story, and he has a great founder story. Okay, his founder story is that he grew up in the foster care system, right, Jack? Yeah, and here's what he said about growing up in the foster care system. Okay, this founder said that he saw firsthand the devastating consequences of what happens when people aren't able to choose if and when to have a child. Wow, that's some emotional motivation to start a company. Jack, is that is not slide one of the pitch deck for this company. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on then, man. But he's got some market motivation too because of these numbers. Hey, Andreessen Horwitz, what do you think of that founder <laughs> statement? Besties, according to the United Nations, there's 121 million unintended pregnancies that happen every year globally. So he founded a science company to help prevent unwanted births with a new form of contraception. Here's the key. Male contraception. Yetis, we are talking about the dude pill. The dude pill takes the burden of contraception off of Annie and shifts it to Andrew. And here's the news. Jack, what do we got? His company, Next Life, 
just raised $2.5 million to bring their product, Plan A, to market. And now, Yetis, this is a small fundraise compared to the others we've covered on the show, but this is a huge innovation, so we wanted to jump in T-Boy style. Plan A is the name of the product, and it created a non-surgical alternative to a vasectomy. Jack, can we say this is a vasectomy in a shot? You can do that. It's non-hormonal, it's reversible, and it's long-lasting male birth control. And now the key for any biotech company is the technology, right, Jack? They say they've developed a proprietary substance. It's like a gel that, when injected, will filter out sperm. And this isn't a daily kind of a thing. Like, if you get this injection, this will last for 10 years. That's right. If you get Plan A when you're 18... You won't have a baby until you're 28. But let's say you're 23, you start getting a little baby fever. You can actually turn this thing off. Yeah, you can go to the clinic and get an easy reversal of plan A. But Yetis, Jack, and I should point out, this new dude pill hasn't been approved yet. This new fundraise is going to pay for clinical trials, which are the next step. And only after that do they apply for FDA approval. Oh, we also should point out this new dude pill isn't the first dude pill. Contraline is a company with a similar product, and they're already in clinical trials. But the way Jack and I see it, Plan A's competitive advantage and their other big innovation may actually be... The name. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies who invented a male contraceptive over at Plan A? An entire marketing message can fit in a name. Yeah, he's a little marketing 201 here. Uh, there are three stages in a great marketing message. First, the company has to pique a consumer's interest. Here we are. Then the company has to educate the consumer. What we are. And finally, the company has to convert them into a customer. How you get us. That's why Plan A is such a brilliant name. Plan A, the name, does two out of those three things. First, the plan A catches your attention, and then the plan A communicates that it's superior to the plan B pill. Plan A, it says so much. On the other hand, uh, most drug names are the opposite of marketing. They confuse. Viagra, Lipitor, Prilosec. What's going on there? They raise more questions than answers. I mean, do you have to know Latin to understand what these things do, Jack? Plan A's name handles two of the three keys to a great marketing message. Drug names are horrible, but this this one, it's incredibly helpful. Because an entire marketing message is in that name. For our second story, J.P. Morgan Chase just announced something that it impressed us and it scared us. That bank gets attacked by hackers 45 billion times per day. Yes, that is right. Jack said billion and we will explain. But um, first, Jack, one second, just looking for it. Have you seen it? I'm missing it. What? I can't find Have you seen our invite to Davos? Because it doesn't look like we got invited <laughs> again, man. I don't know what's going on. Son of a gun. And yet he's right now. The <laughs> World Economic Forum is happening in Davos, Switzerland. If you have a private jet and you didn't go to Davos, why do you have a private jet? <laughs> <laughs> Heads of state are there. CEOs are there. Almost trillionaires are there. The big shots at Davos are talking about global issues like climate change and artificial intelligence from the comfort of their fully heated ski chalet. Yeah, grab your Gucci lovers and whip out your Amex card. Yetis, America's largest bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, they always have a big presence at the Davos event. It's the event Jamie Diamond looks forward to most every year. Nothing Jamie likes more than going to Davos and just ripping on Bitcoin. But the real headliner this week was Mary Erdos, J.P. Morgan's head of asset and wealth management, who also spoke at a J.P. Morgan event. Now, yet he 
Because here's what Jack and I found fascinating about Davos this year. Mary Erdos of J.P. Morgan announced two very interesting things. One thing was very comforting. The other was not. No, it was not. So, Jack, let's start with the first comforting thing. What was that exactly? She announced that J.P. Morgan has 62,000 tech workers on the payroll. Jack, can we sprinkle on some more technical context, please? That's a lot of tech workers. That's 60,000 more techies than OpenAI has. J.P. Morgan has 60,000 more techies than ChatGPT does. And their job is to protect the bank's computers and digital systems from hackers. Their job is to be the digital equivalent of a vault and keep your money safe. That makes me feel safe. That's nice. I'm feeling great right now. What can we do to just make me feel worse, Jack? Here's the not so comforting shocker that they also announced. JP Morgan Chase suffers 45 billion cyber attacks a day. She had to repeat it, so we're going to repeat it too. Not million, 45 billion cyber attacks. Not per year, per day. Nick and I crunched the numbers. JP Morgan gets hacked 500,000 times per second. Jack, they just got hacked a million times. <laughs> <laughs> they just got hacked another million times. It must be like automated hackings from automated bots. Jack, while you said that, that was 2 million hacks <laughs> at J.P. Morgan, no joke. J.P. Morgan Chase did correct and say that it's not quite as many hack attempts as Mary Erdo said this week. But it is billions and it is a crazy number, Yetis. And J.P. Morgan did confirm they have 62,000 techies on the payroll protecting their bank from hackers. So sit down, stand up, and grab your VPN. Jack, what's the takeaway <laughs> for our buddies over at J.P. Morgan Chase? We are all paying a cyber attack tax. Yetis, guess what? The huge number of cyber attacks on J.P. Morgan, it's only being amplified by artificial intelligence right now. She said that the hackers are smarter, savvier, quicker, more devious, more mischievous, thanks to AI. Well, J.P. Morgan, they have the resources to protect themselves. They splurged $15 billion on technology last year. But unfortunately, we end up paying for that as J.P. Morgan passes those costs on to us in the form of fees or higher interest rates. Yeah, the overdraft fee, the fee fee, pff, they're using that money to pay for all those techies. So the top priority of all those leaders in Davos right now is to create AI safeguards. They're trying to add a sheriff to the wild west of AI. So that the bank can stop spending so much money on its digital vault. Which ultimately will lead to lower fees for us. Until then, we're all paying the cyber attack tax. And another million attacks. It's actually billion, not million. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yetis, on this pod, we have takeaways. Memorable one-liners that are instructive. Nick had a takeaway from a recent therapy I session. Did. And he wants to share it right now. All right, here it is, Jack. Ready? I discussed a fantastic way to avoid arguments with my therapist. And here it is. Get curious, not furious. If a friend, a partner, or a boss does something that bothers you, don't get annoyed. Get interested. I get curious, not furious. It requires a little practice, and it's tough to not go with your instinctual reaction. But if you can ask a question instead of starting a fight, that could be the most preventative thing that you can learn. Those types of takeaways are why we endorse therapy, and you can start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your busy schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, then you're matched with a licensed therapist. And if session one doesn't go as you'd hoped, you can easily switch therapists anytime. Just switch because learning just one takeaway from one session, that can have a huge impact on your life. Like getting curious, not getting furious. So take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy.
Fabric by Gerber Life. Yeah, it is. A lot of people think that getting life insurance means you're insuring yourself for yourself. But it's actually the exact opposite. You're insuring yourself for your family. Yeah, Jack and I, we both got term life insurance to make sure our kids and our partners are taken care of if something happens to us. Life insurance is how you protect your family's future, and we love Fabric. Fabric by Gerber Life is term life insurance you can get done right here, right now. You could be covered from your couch in under 10 minutes with no health exam required. And if you're young and healthy, now is the time to get life insurance. Because you lock in low rates that fit your family and your budget. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash tboy. That's M-E-E-T fabric.com slash tboy. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company not available in certain states and prices subject to underwriting and health questions. For our third and final story, the fastest growing message app in America, it's WhatsApp. WhatsApp is surging because messaging is beating scrolling. Jack, if we're going to talk about this story, we got to talk about that friend that everyone has. They studied abroad in Brussels. They came back with an accent. They were eating croissants, drinking tea, and using WhatsApp. We get it. You love the Lumoray. <laughs> WhatsApp, yeah, it is. It's the privacy-focused direct messaging app. In fact, WhatsApp is the most popular messaging app outside of the United States in the entire world. It's founded by a couple former Yahoo employees, and it was acquired by Facebook in 2014 for then a shocking $19 billion. But according to some fascinating research by Alex Kantrowitz, WhatsApp is suddenly booming in the United States. It's been a joke in the U.S. for years. But it's suddenly got main character energy over here. <laughs> yeah, this is a big app energy situation, Jack. And here's the data. WhatsApp daily users in the U.S. jumped 9% last year. Here's the shocker. A majority of WhatsApp users in America are iPhone users. Because Apple insisted that Android messages show up as green in your iMessage app. We've all dealt with the blue-green messaging drama, haven't we, Jack? But it's more than just that. When your Android buddy tries to thumbs up your text in your group chat, they can't do it because they have an Android. It's frustrating. Well, iPhone users are annoyed by that incompatibility, so they've ditched iMessage for WhatsApp. WhatsApp. It's uniting an America that's divided into iPhone and Android. And an America divided by messages <laughs> cannot stand Jack. Besties, Nick and I went deeper. We found that there are three types of users driving WhatsApp surge in the U.S. Okay, Yetis, the first big WhatsApp user is now parents. Parents are switching from email chains to WhatsApp groups. Parents are sick of the 42 email long thread coordinating a playground party. So they're using WhatsApp as a group instead. The second group is travelers. Because a record number of Americans traveled abroad last year. And while they were abroad, they learned the only way to message your tour guide in Mykonos is through WhatsApp. Uh, hey, Giorgio, how many euros was that again? And the third group of new WhatsApp users is businesses. Businesses. Yeah, it is the number of businesses on WhatsApp. It doubled last year. Oh, and it doubled the year before that, too. Because you'd rather that Resi confirm your reservation in one place, WhatsApp, than on both your email and text, which gets really cumbersome. Yeah, he's added all up and parents and travelers and businesses are creating a network effect that's driving WhatsApp in America. And that's why WhatsApp is now as American as Fahrenheit. It is a deep fried, double stuffed, supersized <laughs> American WhatsApp. Ich bin ein
WhatsApp. <laughs> so, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at WhatsApp? Messaging is eating up social media. All right, Yetis, trivia. What is the fastest growing part of Instagram? Is it the pics, the video posts, the live videos, the reels? No, the fastest growing part of Instagram is direct messages. It's DMs. DMs are the least public part of Instagram, but they're the fastest growing feature. Because these days, sharing doesn't happen in your feed. Sharing happens in your inbox. Meanwhile, Facebook's growth has stalled too. But WhatsApp's growth is popping off. Instead of sharing publicly with everyone, you're sharing privately with one. One person, one group of your friends, or one group that you're in from college. Besties, it's kind of ironic because messaging is the exact opposite of social media. But messaging is eating social media. And WhatsApp's rise proves it. Bjorn, I mean, Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for the new Friday? Next Life just raised big money to bring their Plan A male contraception product to market. Plan A, one name can be an entire marketing message. For our second story, it's J.P. Morgan Chase. They said that hackers try to hack them an ungodly amount every single day. And that is why we all pay the cyber attack tax. And we pay it in fees. And our third and final story is WhatsApp. It's the fastest growing way that people message each other in the United States. Social media is getting eaten up by messaging apps. But besties, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, Apple just became the top-selling cell phone maker in the entire world. They're the most valuable cell phone maker since years ago, but now they sell more phones than even Samsung. And second, for the second straight year, China's population declined. That's a big threat to their economy, which needs more consumer spending, not less. And finally, Costco is cracking down on card sharing. Costco will now scan you and your card like it's a ski chairlift. You got to scan your card and then someone's going to compare the picture on the account to your face. Jack, they're going full TSA on this. Laptops out, shoes off. Now, this is just a test. But if you get caught with someone else's card, you're going to Costco jail. First it was Netflix. Now it's Costco. The crackdown is real. Now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Chris Harp from lovely Austin, Texas. Turns out there's a huge difference in the amount of peanut butter consumed by different cultures. Yeah, he's get this. In Europe, the average European eats one tablespoon of peanut butter for an entire year. The average American, on the other hand, eats 30 times that. (laughs) The average American eats 30 tablespoons of peanut butter a year. That's three pounds. I think it was like my last week, Jack. My son Wilder eats three pounds every three days, by the way. So yeah, it is. If you are hanging out with someone from France, better yet, if you are WhatsApping with someone from France, (laughs) ask them this right now. Skippy or Jeff? Je ne sais quoi. (laughs) (laughs) Trick question. The answer is Skippy's. Disagree. I like the peanut butter that's wicked oily. You got to mix it up. I like the peanut butter that's (laughs) wicked processed, Jack. (laughs) Yeah, apparently you do. With added cane sugar. (laughs) It's good for the salt. That is, you look is fantastic. <laughs> Yetis, you look fantastic for the new Friday. And remember, whatever you're doing today, however bad you may feel, just remember JP Morgan just got hacked a million times while we said that. If you want more of the show every day, follow or subscribe. And Nick and I will have the best one yet tomorrow. And that's two million more right there, Jack. Nick and I will see you there. Make it three. 
before we go, a happy 13th birthday to Mira Ashwin, who's celebrating on her way to school in Ridgewood, New Jersey. And a big happy birthday to Kanal Devi, who wants an iPhone 15 for his birthday. Don't we all? He's down in Bakersville, California celebrating. And Emily Osborne, the music teaching legend, is celebrating a birthday in lovely Lodi, California. And happy birthday to Devin M. Young, who's on a photo shoot getting pictures taken of that birthday boy in Thomasville, North Carolina. Good, Devin, you're looking fantastic <laughs> over there. And happy birthday to Christian Escobar, who's celebrating in Dallas in his brand spanking new stainless steel, gigantic, four-wheel drive, <laughs> fully electric <laughs> Cybertruck. Jack, I think I can see it from here. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-boy. Celebrate the wins. This is Jack. I own stock of Netflix. Nick and I both own stock of Apple, and we both own one Bitcoin. You look handsome. Your Wouldn't hair? I, I don't know how you get it to like poof up like that. Why doesn't oh, yeah. gravity impact your hair like it impacts I wish mine? I could control it. It looks like you're in a zero-gravity environment. <laughs> it's like engineering <laughs> infrastructure in there. It is. Balsa wood. <laughs> Balsa wood. That's the softest wood. Yeah. Great. It seems to be predominantly used for school projects. Agreed. I built like a little bridge with balsa wood. What's your big grade. balsa wood market? Well, honestly, it's third grade science classes. Numbers are up this quarter thanks to the big school projects. If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. 